Amen. And all the church said? Amen. Amen. Thank you to our musicians. And amen, Brother TJ, you look good up here. Amen. Sister Gabby, thanks for coming. Amen. God bless you, Sister Zion and Brother Solomon. Thank you for serving. Well, the outside is maybe looking like this a little bit more. But I pray the inside would be the light and the sun would shine. Amen. Amen. Let's turn to the scripture. I just have um, two places. One is in the Old Testament. One is in the New Testament. And we're just so thankful to have uh, Sister Rebecca Ray and Brother Billy back. Uh, Ray uh, and what's that? Debbie. Did I say Rebecca again? I even wrote it down wrong. Amen. I'm sorry, I have a twin sister, Rebecca, and I have an older sister, Debbie. Amen. So, and my middle name's William, Billy. So there you go. Did I say your name okay? Yes. Okay. Wow, I, I scored. Amen. I'm, uh, I, I'm one for three today. Uh, maybe by the end we'll, we'll be okay. Amen. Welcome today and in the presence of the Lord. We just welcome each one of you and for your sacrifices. Uh, thank the Lord some are getting over the sicknesses and things. And uh, some are traveling for Thanksgiving. And we just pray God will bless them. Give them a wonderful time with their families. And uh, we are thankful for what the Lord has done and, and what he's doing in your lives. Numbers chapter 13 was another place in the scripture. There was a lot of noise going on in the church and the message and families. But Numbers 13 verse 30 is very important. Remember, Moses is a type of the prophetic ministry. Joshua is a type of the Holy Spirit. And Caleb, Brother Branham said, is a type of the true believer that stays true to the message. So we've come from the 1960s. We've come now through the years. And um, the Holy Spirit has been leading the church. And uh, I think it's time for the bride which is a type of Caleb to be able to still the people. And uh, we're just working on some of the sound things. And don't, don't be distracted by that. Uh, I'll use another microphone if it doesn't work, but I, I want the message to get through today. Amen. Let's read this out loud. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses said, let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able before you advance and before you go forward, there's got to be a stilling. We're going to find that out in, in stilling and being quiet. Remember the seventh, steel, seventh seal with a half hour of silence. And when before the walls of Jericho fell down, they marched around for the days of silence. I wonder sometimes... If that's where we've missed it in the message. We, we thought it was just all noise and tambourines and loud music and, and charismatic preachers. But I wonder if it was the daily life and what the people went back to, to their homes, where we really failed. And before the rapture happens, it's got to come back to the real restoration. And that's where we can be still. And we can know God. Let's turn to Psalms chapter 46. That's going to be our second place today, Psalms chapter 46. Sometimes the word is good just to stir us deeper. And um, that's not a sign of looking around or wondering. It's just saying, God, let's let the word go deeper today. Let it settle down into the inside of my life. We, we've had enough turkey or ham or 
you know, uh, sugar drinks or something. And sometimes, you know, shopping and Black Fridays and, and, and it goes into the Red Fridays on the credit cards, you know. And we come into Christmas and all the lights and all the pomp. But, you know, our church services need to be real. If our, if our church services aren't really meeting the needs of our, of our personal lives and our families, then we might as well just go right back to the world. But I believe there's something in the message and in the word that's for us today. Yeah. Just, just lock right into the word and let it be something for you. Yeah. Psalms 46, and I was looking at it again today, these three verses, and I thought, my, how right in the middle of it, right in the middle of him talking about wars and he maketh wars to cease upon the, unto the end of the earth, he breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder, he burneth the chariot in fire. Right after this, he says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Right after the wars and right after all of the breaking of the bow and cutting of the spear, you'd say, yeah, I want to be on that team. You know, burning the chariots in fire. Right after that, he says, be still and know that I am God. God. Amen. God bless you today as you have your seats. We want to be mindful of Sister Tori Powell and Sister Taylor Powell are going to Africa right after this service, just traveling down to... Um, I'm sorry, I would have had you come up for prayer, but, um, well, do you all have a moment? Because they, they need to leave at 12 o'clock. Do you mind, Brother Mark, Sister Sally, would you mind to come on up? And Taylor and Tori, would you mind to come on up? And um, Do we have a time for a word of prayer? I, I'm sorry, I, I, we would have normally done it at the end, but I think that uh, this is a good time. Amen. That's okay. They're dressed to travel. Sorry, it's okay. Amen. Our dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we stand in your presence, God. Like a family, Lord. Many on Thursday were celebrating Thanksgiving and being together, and surely our services can be where we can come as we are and commit our lives to you, Jesus. In the midst of all the danger and the stress and the traveling and things are up and down with viruses. I lay hands on Sister Tori and Sister Taylor with their father and mother and pray that the token would be over them, God. May every single day, may the presence of God hold them close. Hold them near, Lord. Keep them from any danger, any accident, any harm, any sickness. May you give them wonderful memories in Johannesburg, Lord, as they take the love of our little church back to Brother Gideon's church, Lord, and the people that need comfort. May they be a comfort. As they travel to Maholoholo and see the Jones family, I pray you bless them, God, and that place of rehabilitation and strength, Lord, there, Maholoholo, and on to Cape Town, Lord, where they'll visit the the, the church there and the believers. Give them good times, Lord. Give them good memories as they are with one another and with the saints. We apply the token and we pray the blood of Jesus over them until we meet again. Bring them back in December, Lord, well and strong. And may it be a trip of a lifetime, Lord. 
Keep them close to you, not just naturally, but even spiritually, as they see the nature and are with the saints. May they experience, Lord, you, I pray, even in the stillness and quietness, we commit them to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. 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 Please forgive me. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Have a safe trip. Amen. Let's thank the Lord for their lives. And... Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Heavenly Father, this is in the world is falling apart. Just after the seals, you'll notice this message as Brother Branham spoke the seven seals and then he, this goes right into the morning service. This is the service to follow the seven seals. And our Heavenly Father, we are a very privileged people to be sitting together today in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. By one spirit, all are baptized into this one body and have the privilege, let's all say privilege, of sitting here together and sharing the blessings of the testimonies of these, thy children. And now, as the hour is growing late, we would not want to enter this most crucial time for my part of speaking to the people. This is Brother Branham saying this, nervously. We don't want to enter into it nervously or thinking we have to hurry out. But we pray that you'll quieten our minds a few moments. My, that's sure a strange phrase, isn't it? Is that a strange phrase in our hour of that we live in? We pray that you'll quieten our minds a few moments and listen further for your exhortations to us and your warnings. And I'll wait on you, Father, for these things. So I believe that the leadership must understand and be partaker of the fruits. It's not always just running around the mountain and going here and fro. And, and it's not, as I've already said, the loud music and the loud preaching that's going to get us in the rapture. It's going to be these messages of, of standing still in His presence. And in this hour, this most crucial time that we're living in, God help us not to convey nervousness to our people. We're going to get into that in a little bit. It's a neurotic age that we live in. It's it's very fast-paced society. And it's in a time like this that we need messages like this today. Amen. Welcome to the presence of the Lord. Yesterday there was a, a celebration of life in this building, in this church sanctuary, and in the foyer there was fellowship with uh, individuals for Frances Lay. I just want to take a moment and speak about uh, her life. 100 years old, Brother John Lay. Many of you know Brother John Lay and the Lay family. This was his dear mother that was a, a warrior, a prayer warrior. I, I heard more about her yesterday as I just have the, the little a booklet was given and the schedule that was uh, uh, yesterday. I, I just wanted to thank our little church for hosting that and giving an opportunity in Whatcom County for families to be able to celebrate their families in this time of their passing. I want to thank all of you that gave of your time, gave of your day, sacrificed those that weren't here, but you provided the building, you provided the media, you provided the, the sound and the atmosphere, the refreshments, and I just want to say thank you to the church. May you continue to be a lighthouse and continue to be blessed as 
One by one, individual, individuals gain, gain their reward. That there could be words said about ourselves, like that was said yesterday about Frances, that she was a prayer warrior. She was a Holy Ghost-filled heart. Uh, she, she loved the Lord Jesus and that her family. That, that's what they could say about her. People that had been uh, all the way back in the 70s at Cloverdale Bible Way from the Log Church and into the, uh, 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 into the church building afterwards. And now some of those people uh, from, Al uh, from Alberta was here. People from down in California was here. Right in the service yesterday, people from uh, Georgia. A man flew all the way from Georgia to be here for that service. And I'm just thankful that God has provided a gracious spirit and a heart for you to open up yourself to them. And I want to say thank you. The, the, the books that have been, are being sent to you was shipped on Friday from Hamburg, Germany. And they're on their way on the boat. And uh, we just pray they won't be like the Titanic and hit an iceberg somewhere. But if they do, then we'll just send some more. Amen. We'll have them into your hands. And uh, that, that got a smile on some of your faces. My, some of you ate too much turkey on Thursday and Friday. Amen. So let, let, we don't want to be so still, stand still, that we go to sleep. Amen. But I, I do hope that these books arrive and that maybe they can be a nice Christmas present for you. Do you want to hear the word today? Stand still. Stand still. It's a time to refrain from unnecessary commotion in our lives. Standing still is a verbal posture of expectation. Sitting still, we would say, to just sit still in His presence is so unusual. Even after Thanksgiving, as the Christmas songs have already started and people are rushing and, and bustling here and there. I was thinking of the song, Silent Night. It's gone, it's gone from Silent Night to all the lights and Santa Claus and Rudolph the Reindeer and gifts and people spending money they don't have. But I believe for the believer, this Christmas should be different for us. Amen. To be able to be still in His presence is not laziness. But it's a person that is just under expectation. I, I don't know. We have some type A people in our church. They're bus going, busy, doing. Got a and I'm that way. I feel like if I'm not doing something, going, responding, that I feel lazy. I'll just be honest. I feel like I'm not doing anything. But I feel sometimes uh, the Spirit of Christ just wants us to get, get still into His presence. He wants you to lean forward. These are notes that I have. It's part of sitting still, leaning forward in His presence, and in patience we wait for the Lord. It's to relax in Christ. To stand still is to let other things go and focus on Him. Just let other things go and focus on the Lord. It's to drop unimportant stuff. And that word stuff actually comes from the Bible. It, it comes out of a, when Jesus was speaking about the coming of the Lord, that when at the time of his coming, that you just not go back to your house and, and worry about your stuff. We need to drop unimportant stuff. And we need to just redraw, withdraw from carnality and natural things and turn to more spiritual things. 
turn away. As you stand in his presence, your mind becomes clear. Your heart becomes clear. Your spirit that gets cluttered up with things of life, we just need to let the Holy Spirit blow out all them flues. Stand still and let God move. In strength today, in strength today, you might be quivering or shaking. Even yesterday, as our sister Marianne Hofer was in the service and got word that her brother had passed away. And it can be shocking. It can be something that maybe something as people get older and maybe more sickly that you say, well, it wasn't unexpected, but how it happened so quickly that our brother Jake Hofer would even speak to him this week. And, and yet so within a few days, he's just gone. This brother, uh, Marianne, sister Marianne's Hofer's brother passed away yesterday. And, and we just realize that as we're sometimes quivering, sometimes even shaking uh, even maybe in the service, you might be already distracted or nervous. You might be already just wondering, you know, where's the revival or where is it happening? And God might just be laying his hand upon your shoulder. Just in strength, just in humility, just learn to sit in his presence and absorb the word of God. He, a, a standing still heart is one that's believing. It's trusting. It's a person that lives by faith. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing of... Help me out today. Faith doesn't come by swiping and punching and hitting what's happening over in Israel with Hamas, or what's happening in Russia, or what's happening in North Korea. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing of the Word of God. Stand still and hear the Word of God. Learn to sit still in the quietness of, of your day and be quiet before the Lord. Let's stop being so much in a hurry and so quick and so fast. Even in decisions that uh, young people go through or children go through or even parents that are, are working with their children or their young people. We need to learn to create an environment. My, this church needed this today. Thank you, Lord, for laying it on my heart. Amen. Lord, forgive us for being so busy and so rushed. And we can create a nervous culture in our family, one of anxiety, and, and we can chew our fingernails. We can worry about the finances. We can wonder what's going to happen in our jobs. We can even bring that into our holiday gatherings where people become fussing and fighting and stewing and, and focusing on where they disagree. And it ought not to be that way. It ought not to be the family slamming the door and, and getting their shoes on and want to get out of there as fast as they can. God, restore back to us the, the solemnity of peace in our homes. And if it begins in the house of God, then we need to learn to let off the pressure. Just learn to let off the pressure because it's in quietness and, and in, in, in confidence is where our reward is in His presence. To, to stand still is to abandon oneself to the Word and to His presence. Just let yourself go to the Word. Amen. To forsake wasteful things, things that don't really matter, things that as you self-reflect and look back on and, and your life's become a waste or it's not achieving the spiritual goal of relationship, we need to let that go to achieve higher heights and deeper depths, then we need to learn to stand still. Stand still and let God move. 
It's not taking a microphone and singing a song. It's letting it come down into your heart where you say, Lord, I'm going to stand still. I'm going to refrain from speaking sometimes. I'm going to just refrain from speaking and I'm going to listen. I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to refrain from speaking and just listen. Just listen. You know that happened in the Old Testament in the Kings. Some of you remember the prophet in 1 Kings 19 and the prophet was just waiting for the voice of God. He wanted to hear the voice of God. And, and all of a sudden there came a great big wind through the mountain. And it shook things and things began to happen, you know, but he just remained, just remained still. Then all of a sudden an earthquake moved and it just moved the whole area where he was at and the prophet just remained still. He just was there. I don't know if he was standing, if he was sitting, but he just remained and he didn't respond. And you know, some of us are guilty at responding to the noise. We want to respond to the things that, you know, break the silence. And God's asking you, like, like a real gentleman on uh, pulling back on the reins. He's just asking us to not move at the winds. Don't move at the earthquakes. Then there came a great big fire that ripped down through the, through the hillside there. And a great big fire saying, my, God was surely in our midst. My, God surely was moving in, in the service today. My, the fire of God just was consumed. Oh, was moving. But the prophet just remained there. He just stayed still. He wasn't moved by outward commotion. He wasn't moved by the noise of the band. He wasn't moved at the neighbors that were clapping their hands and, and clapping. It just he was being moved by something deeper than that. Maybe he had been moved by the clapping of hands. Maybe he had saw the fire. Maybe he had been around a lot of commotion of winds and things, but it was when he heard the still, small voice that he gathered himself together and his garment and he stepped out into the day. I wonder today if all of us, if our lives would be more spiritual if we would wait for that still, small voice. Lord, I don't even want to go out of my cave. I don't even want to go out of my house. I, I don't even want to go to my job. I don't want to go to school. I, I don't want to step out into the living room unless I just am here in your presence. I need strength, Lord. Amen. Have you ever been like that? I, I need a word, Lord. I, I, and you, the noise of issues and the noise of, of being forced to make a decision can so bear on our minds and weigh on our spirits that we get anxious. And you get the text or you get a call or someone speaks to you. Okay, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? What are we going to do? And we can create that nervousness. Yes. You know, where are you going to go? And wh what are you going to do? And, and we put that even on our children, even in grade school. You know, where are you going to go? And oh, you got to start planning your career. And now it's college. And now it's university. I, listen, I'll just say it publicly. I don't have anything wrong with taking a year off after school. I might get more Texas after this. Or, but I don't, have, I don't have anything wrong with someone saying, I'm just going to step back a little bit. I need to hear the voice of God. 
And yes, Brother John gets texts after the services. Amen. In a matter of minutes, believe me, I spoke about animals the other night, and I heard before a few minutes, I heard about animals and pets and people that love their animals. I hope I didn't offend anybody, but... I, I pray that you love people and the saints of God more than your animals. Amen. Don't let Brother John offend you. But yes, Lord, we live in a realm where it just seems like we're on the edge all the time. It just seems like the least little word or the least little phrase or the least little song or the least little something just seems to move us off track a little bit. And Satan's right there to put his little broomstick, you know, into our, in our train wheels that are turning. He loves fire and sparks. He loves... A, a sarcastic word. He loves families that get around and start bickering and fussing and this and that. He just loves that. Uh, Satan and all his little imps, they're, they're just so excited when we become dull with the things of God. And yet somebody scores a touchdown and we jump up and we scream. And, you know, people tear open their, oh, yeah, we can do that for natural things. But what about the things of God? You that are standing still are strong believers. You that are learning to lean is the church that God's going to use in the future. Use that might, you that might be wobbling in your knees, but you learn to get down on your knees, that's the church of tomorrow. I'm here to encourage you today. We need to get alone and be quiet. As we go back to Numbers now 13 to bring your attention to this uh, scripture again when there was a lot of things going on in the message at this time. There was things going on in the church. Families were going back to their tents and grumbling. They were talking and private uh, meetings were going on. People were saying things. And, and, oh, I, what do you all think? Are we going to go over? Are we going to possess the land? That Caleb stilled the people. That's a type of the bride of Christ and real believers and strong ministry. It's in the middle of confusion that we bring a message that would just still the hearts. Let's get back to the word. Let's get back to our private time with God. Stilling the people and before Moses and said, let us go up at once. So standing still is not being lazy. When you just take some moments to reflect, it's, it's not a person that, you, you know, if you're not running around the room, it doesn't mean you're not in revival. God could be doing something right now to move somebody's heart into another gear and, and there's not even a movement hardly. But it's, it's them saying, Lord, you have already been talking to me about these things. How did you lay this on Brother John's heart days ago, days ago? And I came back even from Edmonton. And what message do I want to hear? Be still. Stand still. What is it in this message? I heard it over and over and over this week. Even yesterday when I heard it again, I thought, my, it almost sounds like it could be spoken for today. We need messages that will still the people. Psalms 46, verse 9. There must have been a reason, Brother Steve, why Brother Branham had this in the Branham Tabernacle uh, as a sign uh, uh, above the church. He wanted every person to see this every service. Be still and know that I am God. And I know all over the world churches have probably took that uh, scripture and put it in their churches because the Branham Tabernacle had be still. And some part just they stop after be still and they become a dead church. They become a formal church. To be still doesn't mean we're not moving. 
It doesn't move, never lift your voice. It doesn't mean never clap your hands or never shout hallelujah. God, may this church never be a, a church that's formal and cold. And as, as they sang the song about revival, I pray, God, blow on some of our embers of our lives, Lord. Lord, put some fire in our bones. We can get older, friends, and we're all getting older, but we can get so predictable that we become unspiritual. We become predictably unmoved by anything other than a bad joke or this goes on and we laugh, we do this. I say, God, help us today. And don't let this afternoon's fellowship be more enjoyable than this morning's service. Amen. Amen. We ought to love the presence of God and love the Word of God. Love His presence and be still and know that He is God. Can I say to this church today, let's not forget the last part of this verse. Be still. But make sure we meet God. This is one of the messages. You can write it down if you're interested in Chicago. Be stand still. Brother Branham was speaking about the test uh, that was going on there. And the covenant people had come up out of Egypt, led by the Holy Spirit. Moses, the great leader. And the spies had went over into the promised land. Ten of them came back and said, we cannot take it. They're too great. We're too small. God, don't put me in a church like that. They have those type of ministers preaching to them. I say just the opposite. We can make it. The enemy's not too great. Look at your enemy today and say, you're not too great. I didn't say your husband or your wife. <laughs> Look at your enemy and say, you are not going to take me down. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. They were saying, we're too small. We're too small. The believer looks at the same thing and says, just give me one or two believers that really love the Lord in our church. That'll do more than 40 revivals in our church. Maybe it's a little weekend like this weekend that God will do something more for us than if we had 40 meetings. We had a great anniversary meeting. Brother Madiba came. Brother Samuel Browning came. Some of you were sick and at home, or, and, and the virus and flu was trying to hit us. Here we are today. But God wants to set a flame in believers' hearts that will do more than 40 revivals. Well, we're not spending the money on an airline ticket or an offering, but it's just down Sunday morning home cooking where we can say we are able to take the land. There was two brothers, two men, Joshua and Caleb, who had been over there, and they said they stilled the people. In other words, don't get caught up in all that unbelief, all the chit-chat and all the tense that's going on, all the texting going on, all the little slide remarks and everybody forcing you to make a decision or say something about it. You don't have nothing to say. You just want what God has for, you just want God's will for your life. All of our young ladies ought to be one thing in their heart about marriage and relationship. That's the marry, the person that God wants them to marry. Not the person that their mother wants them to marry. Or their dad wants them to marry. Or their grandma wants them to marry. Or their strong-willed auntie that comes. No, it's who God wants them to marry. And the church said... Because three years down the road, when there comes issues in the home, and they're not living in your state, they might not be living in your country, 
It's not going to be strong-willed auntie that's going to be giving you words of counsel. It's going to be some minister, probably some pastor somewhere visiting in the hospital when there's a little baby that's in trouble or there's a sickness that struck that, that young man that used to be so vibrant and so strong. My, we can do all kinds of things and work here. and where You just wait a few years go by or a little accident. And I know what I'm talking about today. Just a little bit of something that wasn't planned in the church that they moved to or in the area they moved to. When mama isn't there, come on, church, don't get quiet. When that strong-willed sister in the church that's always putting people together, what do they call that? Matchmaking. Oh, she can talk about this and talk about that, and a lot of times it never works out. She might be one for 16, and you say, praise God. No, it isn't. You missed it 15 times, and you should quiet in your mouth. Whoo, Lord, help us, Lord. Instead of talking about this and this and that, we need to get a hold of God and get a hold of his presence and get our children into the presence of God and let the whole world come and watch them Holy Ghost filled, on fire with God. Hallelujah. My, we're finally breaking out of it this morning, almost at the time we need to close. But here's Joshua and Caleb still in the people. I just want everybody to be quiet a little bit and, and, and just be, be quiet a little bit. You say, why would you say that? Because there's been a lot of things going on in your tent. There's things you've been hearing about the Amalekites and the Amorites. And now I hear some of you talking like you're just a grasshopper. Uh, uh, we're just so little. I don't know if we're going to overcome. And Joshua and Caleb, they saw the same giants. They saw the same situation. And they came back and said, let's go, church. We're more than able. We, we can take this land. We can take the rapture land. We can be overcomers in Laodicea. We can find the off switch on our devices. We can be a family of prayer. We can be a family of quietness. It doesn't always have to be a bunch of wrangling going on and, and, and twisting people and putting people down. That's not godly. I don't care if it's uncle so-and-so or whatever. Just shut it down. Amen. Peace reigns here. Love reigns here. Joy reigns here. Stop putting people down. Even in the house of God, because if we're not careful, we'll bring our home spirits right into the church, and that'll become a church spirit. And this church spirit will not be dominated by the Andy strain or your family strain. It's got to be led by the Holy Spirit. And we've got to be strong enough to be willing to to bow to the Holy Spirit. We don't want no strong-willed women ruling this church. Man, I'm going to get in trouble today. We don't want some loud-talking, you know, sister and her little, you know, tight, you know, scared and telling the pastor what to do. Well, I'm just going to give Brother Andy a piece of my mind. No, you keep your mind. I think you've lost your mind you start talking like that. Amen. Amen. You elected the deacons and the trustees and the pastor and the associate. So we're all in this together. And we're not calling a vote soon. We we, we voted and we're in this for the long haul. If somebody wants to step down, we'll honor that. But we need to learn to stand still. We need more stillness in our church and stillness in our homes. 
We need more of our young men making sane spiritual decisions. And it's got to begin where Joshua and Caleb's are being allowed to influence us. Didn't you love Brother Peter have an ankle service on Wednesday? And he went on down to Seattle and preached Friday night. I, I watched that service. I was texting him this morning. I thought, my, he, he did well. Came back to Washington and ministered on being possessors. Well, the first thing, one saying this and one saying that, one saying... Why did, you, why did you bring us out? Well, if that just ain't the conditions today, I don't know it. Why did we do this? And why did we do that? And Caleb stilled the people before Moses. That would be before the word. So Caleb doesn't have the last answer. It's just he stilled the people. And he began to speak to them. We are well able to go over and take it. Because it depends on what you're looking at. Some of them were looking at the obstacle, the great armies and the great walls and the great giant size of the people. But Caleb was looking at the promise of God. And it was the hour had come when Caleb had to get the people still before he could tell them the promise of God. Do you know why? Because people don't listen. When everything's rippling like this and everything's fast, people aren't listening. They don't know what you said. They'll get out in their car and be driving to get their coffee or their afternoon, and they they don't comprehend. I'm just being honest. Still waters run deep. The sheep has got to come to waters that aren't just always rustling and fast. You're not getting much out of those type of services. When you go back to your school and your home, when it's just always fast and loud. God, Lord, help us today. It's the still waters that are running deep that sheep can feel comfortable to go over to and just drink a little bit. Because it's deep. It's running deep. I, I, I feel confident. I can, see my, I can see my shadow in the water. There's not a big wolf after me. There's not a lion after me. You know, the devil wants to tell you the demons are after you and you're going down and you're dark and you're, your life is over and the Holy Spirit's telling you exact opposite. He's saying, come on over to peace. Come on over to joy. Come on over to my land. It's when you're stilled, it's when you're quiet that the word is sinking down to another level. Let's keep looking at the promise of God. I think that's the very needy thing today is for the people to stand still and see what God has promised. This isn't Brother John. This is our prophet. I think that's very needy thing today is for the people to stand still and see what God has promised. It's a day that God's fulfilling his promise. These things must be. They've got to come. Therefore, we must see God's promise and stand still. So once you see the word... I said, I'm going to run out and do it. Well, he said, when you see God's promise and stand still and watch God's salvation move into it. Wow, this is good counsel. You just let the word, just come to the service and say, whatever the word says, we're going to listen, okay? We can fight, we can stew, we can disagree. But when it comes to the word, the word is good for all of us. 
God, raise up a church in this area of Whatcom County that we just put priority on the word. And that's not a starchy, stiff group of people. That's a people that will know their God and do exploit. There's a time to be silent. There's a time for the half hour of silence. But there's an opening of the word, an opening of the seventh seal that will move you out into action. And that's the church I'm speaking to today. And I'm speaking to the believers of Whatcom County and these in British Columbia that come and and are part of our, our little church here that we go out and be a witness and be a testimony. How can we be a witness if we're always just a bunch of ramblers? Everything's just a nervous, do it, you know, throwing it all together. There might be a time for that, but there's also a time to be still and find the mind of God and be quiet and go out there with the renewed strength that God is with us. And we need that tonight, stilling the people. Stand still is an hour that we're living in is not a command that is very easily taken. The song prepared us for that, standing still. Is hard to do. But when I look back to the Red Sea, God commanded them to stand still. That was under the Moses' ministry. Stand still. I'm going to show you today that this isn't by your numbers and how you handle the sword. It's not the quality of your sandals and what brand you're wearing. No, no, no. It's stand still and see the glory of God. Can you all imagine... The, wall, the walls of water just standing up and people just walking through there. They had to believe that the same God that stopped those waters is going to keep those waters while we're walking through here with our families. And you can be right in the middle of God's will and your children are looking up and your family's wondering what's going on. Well, at any time, Brother Miles, these walls could come crashing down. Well, the same God that stopped them is going to keep us. Remember, it didn't work for the Egyptians. The same God that stopped the waters for the believers to get through didn't work for the Egyptians. You try to apply some spiritual principles in your life, you might go for a while and have some natural life. But I'm talking about real Holy Ghost deliverance and the power of God breaking us from our addictions, from the things of our flesh, from our old natures. It's going to take a work of the Holy Spirit. Does this church agree? Fundamental teaching is not it for... We need the power of God. There's a time for the mechanics. There's a time to lay it in there and lay it in there. But there's also a time for the dynamics where you turn the key and mm, something happens. Let's get up and go. You can only do that if you've stood still. So under Moses' ministry in the Red Sea, stand still. Forty years later, to the next generation, it was the same God that stood at Jordan with the new generation and held back those waters. Said, I want the new generation to know. We don't have time to turn to Joshua and Judges. It was 40 years later. It's the same God that spoke to the Red Sea, spoke to Jordan. Stand still and see the glory of God. I tell you, when God wants you to do anything, He wants you and I to stand still. I said, when God wants to do anything, I'm taking this right out of this next message. If you want to listen to it, this is a really good message. Stand still 
And you listen to that message, Brother Branham speaking like that, God wants you to do anything. He wants you to stand still. And in this message, he said, the whole world seems to be alarmed. Doesn't this sound like this could have been spoken this morning? It's an unseen force that's trying to warn men that something is about to happen. Something is about to happen. The whole world is shook up about it. It's just about the end of the age. It's just about the coming of Christ. Just about that hour for him to arrive. Do you agree? This, it's like it could have been spoken this morning. The newspapers. I heard a commentary commentator say not long ago that 85% of the North American people were mentally disturbed. Think of it. Here's a prophet repeating it. So it's not just a commentator. A prophet picked that up and he repeats it. I wonder what he would say about today. 85% of the people on the North American continent has something wrong mentally. They're going at a break, break neck speed. Does the congregation know what that means? Break neck. That means if you keep going like this, it's going to break you. It's going to break your backbone. It's going to break your neck bone. It's going to suffocate you. You see those animals in, in Africa where our sisters are going, they'll go for the neck. Those animals, they'll go for the neck. They'll go for the juggler. They'll go to cut off. Friends, we need to be careful. You say, I, I'm going. I'm fast. I'm a fast person. Slow down. Is the Lord sparing somebody this week? Slow down. Stand still. Brother Todd, did you have the Ukrainian families over for Thanksgiving? Thank you, brother. Let's all say thank you to Brother Todd. Thank you, Brother Todd. Appreciate it. 85% of the people in North American continent has something wrong mentally. They're going at a break, breakneck speed. They are rushing and going. They don't know where they're going. Let's get off this train. I didn't say move out of North America. I said, God help us. We can live right here and just get going and rushing and not even know where we're going. I'm just going to this store. I got one to that store. I got this list. I got that to do. And we crash at the end of the day. And I'm not saying that is, we all have days like that. But don't let it be a lifestyle. I'm here to speak publicly. Don't let that be your lifestyle. That's Monday, that's Tuesday, that's Wednesday, that's Thursday. And you just, your lifestyle's going, rushing. It'll break you. Mentally, God didn't make you to bear that. This is God's medicine. Two words, stand still. He goes on to say, it's a nervous age. I think this is helping somebody. It's a nervous age. What is it? Then I give this solemn warning to the church. Stand still. God always commands to stand still before he does anything. It's almost like a paradox. Stand still and then God moves. God wants you to stand still before he does anything. The church is in a neurotic stage. And I want End Time Message Tabernacle to listen really close. 
Every church is proselyting and pulling and fussing and stewing. It's a neurotic age. And I want to say, God, don't let our church become like that. Don't be proselyting people to come to our church. That means talking about it and telling them they should come here. You need to be. No, no. I want that. I don't think it's happening. But our church is not a proselyting church. We want people to come to our church where people want to be here. They feel a part of this little church. They can contribute to this little church. Does this church agree? I, I didn't expect such a positive response. But not everybody's supposed to come to our little church. Our little church isn't for the masses, maybe. So if you're proselyting, stop it. People don't have to come to our church. They can go wherever they want to go. Brother John's ministry, Brother Steve Clark's ministry, and the other ministers don't feed everyone. Okay? They dislike us. Some hate us. That's just fine. Don't be pulling, fussing, stewing. Y'all know what stew is, you know, stewing, just boiling, just boiling, it's, it's, not, it's a neurotic age. Boy, we're getting dramatic today, aren't we? It's not your Christian calling to be like that. You're out of your place. You're, you're not living where God wants you to be if you're fussing, stewing, pulling, fighting. Come into your place today. I'm encouraging you, stand still. That's the message. I'm glad Brother Branham said it. He said it so good. That's the message. Caleb here, the people just come back, the spies from over into the promised land. That was, they was at Kadesh Barnea. They had been brought through many trials and had seen the hand of God. A very beautiful picture of the full gospel church. Many of them had become discouraged, comma, discouraged and upset. God help us today. Because so many different isms and things has happened in the church. But that don't take away the real thing. God's calling his church to halt. My, I wish I had three services on this, but I don't. So many things have happened in the church that's caused people to become discouraged, comma, discouraged and upset. And I say, God, don't let us be part of that. God's calling his church to halt. Stand still. Don't be jumping and running, not knowing what you're doing. Come back to the word. Come back to Christ. I think that's a good word for us today. Stand still. Don't be jumping and running. Here's the last part of this quote. Caleb, there was 10 of the spies that come back and said, oh, it's impossible for us to do it. Why, well, he said, their great places are walled. They have giants in the land. We, we nearly look like grasshoppers to the side of them. Oh, we are a failure. We can't do it. And I want to say this right now. If that's what you're saying in your private life or in your public life, you're not speaking God's language. You're not a failure. You say, I'm discouraged. Start speaking the word. Read a scripture like we're going to read in just a moment about the quietness and confidence is going to be your strength. Let's get back into our Bible reading and back to our personal prayer life. That's the pills and the gospels we need to be taking every day. 
You say, well, we're all outnumbered, 10 to 1. I'm sure these brothers could have got a complex. Caleb and Joshua, you know, they have these 10 other brothers. It's a majority against us. Well, we feel outnumbered today. But Joshua and Caleb took their stand and said, we are more than able to do it. But before Joshua could speak, Caleb had to steal the people first to get them quiet, to stand still. Don't be running here and running there and jumping at this and jumping at that. This is really good counsel, especially where we're at in the message right now. And the things that some of you are being influenced by in other meetings or even other churches, where it seems to be, it seems to be almost like the standard to be jumping and screaming and running. And Brother John is preaching a message today in our church to stand still. If God delivers you and sets you free and puts a fire under you, you won't be able to sit still. And that kind of fire will always be in order. And that'll be in order at the special meeting, at the convention, a week later, a month later, when you come back to your home church, when you come back, you won't be sitting there like this all bored. And, and out, you'll, be, you'll be the amen person. You'll be the one encouraging the young people. You'll be the one that wants to sing a special. It ought not to be the song leader always asking you. There ought to be where he's at, unfortunately having to say, we, we have three specials tonight. You know, we have two. It ought to be that way in our church. Let your gift be anointed. Let your life be anointed. But be still. Don't be always running here, running there, jumping at this. People jump up and down and they jump and then they, want, they don't even know why they're jumping. Am I supposed to be jumping because my friend's jumping? Oh, you're jumping. You're excited, so I'm going to jump. And then Tuesday morning when they're back in class or they're having to make a, a decision about their life decision, they don't know what to do. And they're nervous. And they're, what do I do? What do I do? Do, do, do I need to text the, the, the pastor? No, you should have stood still. Let the word soak down into your heart. I said let the word soak down into your heart. This service this morning ought to be affecting all of us that that this week when you're nervous and you feel like running and, and you kneel down to pray and after one minute and 30 seconds you're up and jumping and I need to check my phone, that you just have enough courage to say no. Excuse me, Sister Cynthia. No. I'm just being real. We need to develop our prayer life out into five minutes, then seven minutes. Well, you do that with your YouTube and all the other things and, and all the other Facebook and Instagram. You can talk to so-and-so. My other ladies' chat can blow up and we can, we can forget about whatever we were doing after 10 minutes. We're like, well, we were planning. We were planning. There's a time to plan. But there's also a time to stand still and just wait. And don't worry. All the people in the ladies' chat will be there when you... Respond, and you, and you come back out of your prayer life. If I'm offending anyone, you should be offended. It's time that we say, God, help us and shake us out of this rut that we get in. And I need to influence my brothers and my sisters and my family and the other sisters in the church and the other brothers in the church. Stand still. Boy, it'd be great if all Monday there was no... The, the, the ladies' chat just went silent. 
And the brother's chat went silent. I'm just being real. I know tomorrow, every, did you forget this? Did you forget that? And that was a wonderful meeting and a fellowship we had last night. It'll be a lot of that, and I hope there is. You all know what I'm speaking about? There comes a time that real spiritual men and women say, no, 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 there's got to be a change. I, I'm going to stand still. It's like there has to be. Are, are, we, are we living in the world so much that we become like the world? Are we so walking down in the pit of Laodicea that the manure is squeezing up and getting on our garments where the word can't wash us? Where the word can't cleanse us? Uh, is our mind so full of anxiety and fears that we don't even know how to make a right decision anymore? God help us, Lord. We ought to be offended when the world puts this in our face. Let's just turn it around right here. We ought to be offended when they put it right in your face. And they tell you this is what you got to do. And this is what you got to buy. And this is where you got to go. And this is what you got to do with your children. And, and, and our children at, at our schools, they become dominating our children. And we, there's got to come moms and dads that says, that's not how our house is going to be. I'm sorry. There might be 85% of other young people just go to their room and slam the door and live in there. But that's not how our house is going to be. We are a family. You are here to contribute to us. We need you. We want you. We love you. Boy, Brother John's saying some things today, but God help our families. And I said God help our families. And God help our church to stand still. And not just be always jumping and running where we don't even know what we were running and jumping about. What was the title of the message? Well, I don't know. Well, no, no. It ought to be where we're, God help us, where this Caleb spirit can fight this op opposition that we're dealing with. It's according to what you're looking at. Caleb was looking at the promise of God. The other ten was looking at circumstances. If you go to look at circumstance or look at what's around you, you are sure to fail. But you must never look at what's around you. Hello? 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 There's a reason why the rearview mirror is smaller than your windshield. Stop looking in the rearview mirror or you're going to crash up. That's a reason why you have a big windshield. It's so you can see clearly. Be still today. Be still today and know that he is God. Let's not be fooled by loud noises and scared by loud noises. Silence doesn't always mean that there's no God or that you're less spiritual. That's a falsehood. That is a Pentecostal doctrine that has waved as fear over the people, saying the louder you are and the bigger you jump. That's a Pentecostal doctrine that is in air. And the ministers of the, of the message ought to be calling that out and saying it's not how high you jump. It's how deep you live. God, give our church people that are living right, that are living true, and give them power in areas that they fall short in. I'll start right from behind the pulpit. Lord, give us power in areas that we are falling short in. Yeah. It's not the deacon or the preacher or the trap. It's me, oh Lord. Yeah, it's not the song leader or the musician. It's me, oh Lord. What if everybody in our church actually thought like that? Yeah. That it's me, oh Lord. Yeah. It's me, oh Lord. Yeah. 
and make me a little box to put my head in. I need you, Lord. Not everybody else. We all have issues and problems. All these fingers weren't made to point all the fingers at everybody else and you don't, you're not having anything at yourself. It, it ought to be, Lord, I need to stand still. Be still and know that he is in God, that he is God. So can I encourage you as we close? Silence does not mean that there's no God in your life. It does not mean that you're less spiritual. Thank you for singing that song today, Brother Solomon and the young, young adults in our church. Stand still and let God move. Stand still is hard to do. And when we've done all to stand, let's stand, therefore. That's Brother Paul in Hebrews chapter 6. And here's some scriptures for you to put in your little script bag as you go through the week, right from Exodus to Numbers, Joshua right to 1 Samuel, right into Job, right into Acts. I just put some on the screen. Standing still, standing still. Good things happen when you stand still. Stand still and see the glory of God. Stand still today. Can I prophesy? If you do what God speaks into your heart, you watch God move behind that. Stand still. It's not a deep message. It's not a long message. It's Stand still. Stand back and see the glory of God. God can create the finances you need. He can put a little shekel in a little fish because we have need of it. Not all your wants. Not all your wants. I'm giving this church right here freedom to not spend for everybody and anybody this year for Christmas. I'm giving everybody liberty to say the cool thing is to stay within your limit. Amen. You don't need to buy $28,000 worth of gifts and, you know, 28 children and grandchildren and aunt. You don't need to do that. Who told you that? We've created a culture, even in the message. Well, auntie, uncle, mom, dad, Susie, spouse, and pretty soon we're thousands of dollars. You don't have to do that this year. Boy, all our husbands should have been, praise God. But if we don't have the Christmas we wanted to have, I'm going to get on you, Brother John. Well, we're going to have some meetings after Christmas. Amen. January ain't going to be a bunch of brothers saying, oh, Lord, give us a January that's full of the Holy Spirit saying, thank you, Lord Jesus. Somebody set us free way back in November. When you sing whole silent night and when you hear that in the mall or I heard it you know this week maybe it's a Bible bookstore somewhere we, we hear more of those songs in Whatcom County than down in other liberal places when you hear silent night why don't you just stop and say you know what I need more of that instead of all the rock and roll and jingle bells around a chestnut fire and then you get all kinds of other songs and everybody's just shaking moving you don't even look good Believers don't even look good doing that. And all the world, that's what the world... And, and, and I hope I'm not offending people. And I've already said if I offended you, well, I just trust the Holy Spirit can just go right in there like a sharp sword. and Coming and going. Just take out the things you don't need. Heavenly Father, we bow our head. And I pray, Lord Jesus, for the church. I pray for myself.
Joshua needed this, Lord. He needed to be able to stand before this unknown person in his life that had drawn out a sword. And he just stood there and he took out his sword. He was being challenged until he found out it was the captain of the Lord of hosts. Because there were going to be some battles ahead that Joshua was going to have to speak to the sun and say, stand still. I wonder how many in our church, Lord, are going to have to go this week and face some battles in their life. And there's darkness all around. And we need the sun to stand still. We need him to stand still right now. And watch God fulfill his promise in, in our families, Lord, in our lives. We want to see this message, Lord, made real. We don't want to just talk about it and hear about it. Even this morning when I was raising the shades in our bedroom, I was thinking about this service. Maybe what we were going to have to say. I was bringing it down home as I turned and walked back through the room. And I said, I preach about it, but do I live it? Do I live what I'm preaching? How can we expect the people to live a message or a word if we're not living it? And if we're not preaching it, if judgment must begin at the house of God, but no one's saying anything about it, no one talks about it anymore, everyone is just quieter, they know something's going on, but nobody wants to say or move, God, give us courage, Lord Jesus. Give us men and women of courage, Lord Jesus. I'm asking that spirit to fall down within our church, Lord, that we would stand still. That it's in quietness and in confidence would be our strength. Lord, I just feel the message was all broken up. and I know some have been with their family this week, Lord, here. Different loved ones and different events going on and I remember Sunday night a few weeks ago, I woke up after the meetings. And that inspiration was on our heart to have a little Thanksgiving gathering. Have a little something on the Sunday night. Maybe there's people here that don't have family. Maybe there's people that didn't have a big gathering. And we have become their family. So right away, we, Brother Steve, Sister Hannah, Sister Sharon, do you think we could do something? Do you think... For our little church, we could plan something. And within hours, it was the location was found, and people begin to plan, and the meals now have gone out. People are being invited. I believe it was you that put that in my heart. Maybe people are, have families, and they have friends, and they're happy, and they're strong, and they, they're fulfilled, but maybe there's somebody that's hurting. Maybe there's an individual that don't have a lot of friends. And this is like one of the greatest days of their year. They can say, wow, I'm going to be with other believers. I'm going to be with other people that, that love me. I'm accepted. We can invite people that could come together. And even strangers or people that don't go to our church even. Other believers. And we can let them know that. We're not cultish and clannish and exclusive. God, forgive us if we've been guilty of that, Lord. Or anyone here has been guilty of 
overly doing things in our lives that's not pleasing to you and it's grieving you. And yet we become so offended and hurt if someone would even say something about it. We would even deny it, that it's true. God, help us to be real. Help us to stand still, sit still. Lord Jesus, we want that still small voice to be so strong in our hearts that nothing, nothing of this world, no other voice would be stronger than your voice. Lord, we don't know when the last time that we're going to hear a service or be together or that someone in this building or streaming that this may be the last service that they're going to hear on this side. And they could be taken this week. Could be one, somebody young. Could be somebody that's not expected. Somebody could go to meet their maker today. You, you've come many times for people. And it never was a time that many wanted it to happen, maybe. Friends and family. It's like, we don't want you to go. We don't want you to go. Lord, let our hearts be right. I pray as we even heard yesterday over the same pulpit words being said about a lady, a hundred years old, that she was a prayer warrior. She had a spirit about her. No matter how negative or dark it was, we stepped into her room. She was always positive. God, help us to be that way. It ought to challenge us as believers. Onward, Christian soldiers. But Lord, give us the strength to stand still. Give us the ability to be quiet. In Jesus' name.